This is an ABC podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space Space researchers. researchers. Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to bludge. Footy mad Aussies, pull them up and pack them down for another blast of bludging on the blind side. With the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky trout, H.G. Yes, uh, TF much Cedric Espen Sump. AO, torching the blindside blue paper once again. Uh, That's the overpowering obsession, the blind craving and the uncontrollable fury of the sumster camped in the bludging on the blindside soundproof booth at here at ABC Grandstand HQ. Now, league lovers, as you know, our charity partners, the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava, are on the cutting edge of punting charities. I mean, there's a lot of them. Uh, I can't list them all here. I haven't got time. But uh, the Blinkered Knights, I believe, are world class, right up there with the best the best operations in the world. Now, the breakthrough we have been waiting for with the Knights is here today. It's the establishment of the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava Punting Club. Yes, it's the punters club you want to join if you're going to join a punters club. Why not become a member and give your coin direct to the people who can then give it back to you when you have a run of outs? It's that simple. It's the revolution, the revolution we've been waiting for, the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava Punting Club. I mean, sure, there's lots of side benefits, you know, a lot of... A lot of chips and, you know, hot dogs and 30-centimetre sausage rolls will be coming your way if you're a member, maybe to your house or to your, your, where your workmates gather for a bet. Uh, and the Punters Club is doing it right by Australians. Now, get involved and remember, the more you invest in the charity, the more you win. And the club that is the Blinkered Knights of uh, Balaclava Punting Club is backed by the Federal Government's Punt Keeper Top-Up Program. So no one loses. Look for the Knights in the Rooting King colours uh, and just lurk and they'll make you a member. Now, inner-city barista types looking to lay on hands, hard-working government advisors, happy rugby league sightseers, welcome to bludging on the blind side for another week. Cabinet makers and God talks to me pilgrims, this is HG Norsing opening the blind side dig for another set of seven. What a week. What an incredible week. A week when too much sport is barely enough. In breaking news... Uh, Lead Supremo Peter Valandes has instructed his ground staff to install professional videotaping equipment in all toilet cubicles at all NRL league venues this week. He said uh, in during a searingly honest midweek press conference that the thing disturbed him most about the recent video released of an eel on the job was appall- the appalling standard of the photography. It shocked him doubly because it was Oscar week and there were several rugby league films in the crammed cubicle lewd section that were done, well, let's say were outed because as in, you know, disappointed at the results, you know, the podium, the one, two, three steps uh, because of the poor quality of the filming. Elsewhere in show business, the Rugby League called for the players to stop. This is the official Rugby League view now. Nothing to do with Landers and his interest in films and, you know, Oscar and so on. The official view is a calling for players to stop punching each other in the head. Apparently, the NRL Tribunal can no longer keep up with the avalanche of reports and send-offs in season 2021. The caseload is too great. It's overwhelming. 
It's overwhelming the hard-working staff in at league headquarters, the tribunal. I mean, they, you know, they're not well-staffed. I mean, all the staff got the bullet this time last year at, uh, when COVID crisis really lurched out of the rooms and started biting people on the bum. The caseload is just too great. Parents are start Well, parents are complaining and not allowing their kids to play the greatest game of all because so many kids are now coming home with busted jaws because the kids see what the adults do and the adults are punching each other in the head so they kids think, why can't we punch others in the head? Well, the opponents in the head, well, you know, obviously you can't, but you, it's happening. The man of feathers, Peter Valenders, the man behind the medal, says punch-ups have nothing to do with him and his rule changes. His rave is if you do the crime, cop the fine and never furnish a penthouse. I think the last, you know, the last bit of information carries a lot more weight than the first bit of information. Aussies, fired up by the promise of Australia, it's tremendous to have you with us as we prod forward through the solidly backed up stoolage of the week's sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go. To get a go! It was spelled out in raw terms this week and I think when the budget comes down you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. People who have stepped up and have a go are going to get a real go. A real good go. Wages increase, no tax. It's all coming your way, Australia. If you've got something, then for God's sake, get in the queue and have another go to get another go. Now, to get the blindside barge away from the wharf this week, let's lock horns with a man who got international attention with his searing think piece on his blog, Happy Rugby League. I don't know if you have a chance to read it. It's the best league blog going around, Happy Rugby League. He highlighted in 47,000 words the plight of rural and regional rugby league across Australia. I mean, this... I didn't realise this was going on and I was shocked by what he wrote. His message went viral and was supported by league greats like Sticky, Mark the Tap Guy, The Door, Benny Elias, Gus, Freddie, Charlie Underpants, Stains, The Date Hunter, Belly Ake, uh, Big Dave Coltrane, Taylor, Gordon Tallis, Deborah Carr and the TikTok dancers. That is Nathan Cleary and the TikTok dancers. This man now has produced a revolutionary plan for drawing crowds back to regional rugby league. It's a three-pronged plan. It's uh, at its centrepiece is uh, a world first, a sensible booking system for toilet use. You can't have this going off half-cocked willy-nilly, no pun intended. Uh, and he supports the installation, as Peter Volandius does, of professional first-cast filming facilities located in every toilet cubicle across the nation. He believes car parking at the edge of the action for all cars, uh, uh, on the sideline, obviously, so people can sit in their cars and watch the rugby league and tonk when their team scores a try, and a free beer of your choice on arrival. Uh, this man is one of the uh, of the chosen few who's tackled this problem and he's come up with this three-point plan. He's one of the chosen few who can lay on hands and do the devil's work at the same time. He's responsible for putting the grunt and poke back into group 10. That man is rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, can we get the uh, bludging on the blind side bunny, you know, in season 2021 in action by simply asking what retrocide, uh, should I say, what highlights caught your wrestler side this week? Are they out? Yes, thanks uh, very much, uh, Shinelson, and uh, happy Rugby League. Thanks. Happy Rugby League to uh, all Australians uh, this week. Uh, this morning. Yes. It was the weirdest morning, actually. Julia called, Julia Roberts, and she had Tom Hanks with her. So that was a real surprise because I'd, I'd never met Tom before. On a conference call or with her in the room? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 conference call. Oh, yeah, because he uh, wouldn't be in Australia, I don't think. I think, yeah. Oh, he's here. Of course he is. Oh, Lord, they're all yeah, here. Yeah, 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 they're all here. Um, he's... Um, Rugby league literate? Uh, not very, but he enjoyed the uh, Broncos win last night. Oh, the Kevolution. Um, yeah, the Kevolution. They, they watched it together, apparently. Uh, I didn't realise that they had such a... Oh, history, a history together. A history. 
Yeah, they'd apparently done a few films together, Tom said. He said they did um, The Ant Bully together. They did uh, Charlie Wilson's War. Oh, that's a lovely film. Together. Very fine film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so they've known each other a hell of a long time and uh, I think it was Julia's idea to watch the footy last night. He, Anyway, he sort research. of enjoyed it. Is she, is she look, doing he's, research? Look, he's, yeah, she's still trying yeah. to work up some ideas mm. and he's got some credits uh, as a film scriptwriter. Um, so he, he's think, on board. I think he's on board. I think <laughs> she's got him on board. Yes. For now, your... he he's he struggles with the concept of a try. He didn't quite get it. He wanted to know why it wasn't a success, you know. And I had to explain to him the history of the, of, of, of the game and uh, how up until about eighteen ninety or so, a try was worth nothing. A try was just worth an attempt to kick a goal. And uh, he found that really interesting and thought he could somehow weave it. Into the, it, it yeah, into the he, he was sort of interested in exploring that period of rugby league around 1890 where it really started to, uh, to, to ignite, so certainly around the, uh, the uh, Yorkshire area uh-huh. uh, before spilling over into Australia in 1908. Uh, this he, film is going to cover a lot of territory. It isn't is it? going to, yeah. Have you got it scoped out? How many episodes there'll no, be no, on no, the no, Netflix? No, 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 I've no idea. No, no, no. Just early days. But he was—he just wanted to say, "Happy Rugby League, everyone!" And he's loving it. So that's all good. Now, Australia is to host the 2027 Netball World Cup, and uh, this is a real shot in the arm for netball, and a real shot in the arm for Australia as well. And it shows a lot of confidence from you know, world netball, imagining that the. Uh, uh, the world is still going to be in a position to host a uh, World Cup in 2027. Gee, it seems a hell of a long way off to me. Now, Ash Barty has won herself a Porsche as part of a prize in what been the Stuttgart Open, uh-huh. uh, which she won very, very comfortably. Uh, oh, well, when I say comfortably, typical for her. She had to come back from one set down. Uh, sadly, she has sponsorship with Jaguar. So I don't know how this is going to unfold. Is a she, spray on the Porsche. Is she allowed to be photographed in oh. the Porsche, driving the Is she going to use the Porsche? Is she going to give the Porsche away? I don't know. Is she going to swap it for I don't know. I just don't know. Now we're talking giants again. Ha! Didn't let us down. The club has been fined uh, $20,000 for a chap called, I think his name might be Jason McCartney. And I think he might be uh, a scout, a talent scout, some sort of uh, some sort of headhunter for the uh, the giants. The giants, and he does gave, a great job, a terrific job. job. Probably the best scout. Oh, in best the scout A-Pol. in Australia. Yeah, in Australia, maybe yeah, the world. Yeah, it could be. Uh, he gave the refs a real gobful at half time. He did. And yeah, the boy. refs, I think, were a bit shell shocked by they the. They were. They were. The... It was the language described to me as the language that would make a sailor blush. Wow, I haven't heard that phrase no, in a very I. long time. No, I was a bit shocked. I had yeah. to think back, what does that mean? Yeah, exactly. It all came pretty clear, though. Anyway, 20 grand, it's uh, no small sum, is it? Tim Payne will captain the Ashes team with Patrick Cummins taking over during the series. Oh, man. How must uh, Stevie Smith feel? Eh? How must Smithy feel? Smithy's been told he's not going to be captain. I bet you he'll be captain by the end of it. I'd like to think so. Yeah, when they're 4-0. Yeah, I just don't like the idea of bowlers being captains. I just don't think they can take themselves off. No. They just bowl all the time. Yeah. You know, because bowlers are a bit, you know, challenged. Now, uh, another wonderful week for the greatest game of all. The uh, rural and regional Anzacs defeated Turkey uh, 46-0. 
Did they take the foot off at the end, do you think? No, they didn't. They, 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 kept, they going? kept going. They kept yeah. going. Wow, Good on them. And role. people bumped into me in the streets saying, I thought the rural and rural Anzacs were a, a rugby union outfit. Well, the thing is, they're happy to fill in anywhere. Yes. <laughs> they're just happy to put their hand up. Yeah, got a gap. We're there. Yeah, we're there. Mm. You know, is there a hole? We'll fill it. Mm. And they certainly did last weekend. I was very, very proud of how they went. And uh, I hope the uh, match will be played in Turkey next year That because uh, that correspondence is still going on. Right. Uh, uh, would it be, uh, is your imagining that it will be played at Gallipoli? I hope so. Yeah, no, well, no, I understand. But but yeah. I, I'm a bit unfamiliar with the terrain there because whenever I've been yeah. there, there's a bloody steep cliff. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Beach. Look, I think if you go towards Ephesus. Ah, uh, you might be able to get you a You might patch. be able to play. It would okay. be lovely to play on there. there there's a, a lovely uh, playing space at Ephesus, mm. ancient. Oh, I know, That yes. could be adapted to rugby Ooh. league very, very easily. And this should fit in with your th- film and uh, yeah. thesis. God, what a starting point. It is, it is. Um, so much there, Gallipoli, mm, the mm-hmm. ancient yes. origins of the game, yes. modern rural and regional Anzacs. That's right. I mean, God, that's I'm right. It's starting to really write that's itself. Right. And that great library that was there, HG, that I think uh, was given to um, Cleopatra. Oh, yeah. Uh, that library would have housed the original rules of Haspartum, <laughs> without doubt, there at Ephesus. Sure. <laughs> now, history, I mean, it's, I know. it's, gets you in, it's mad. It? I know. But it does it gets get you in. It really yeah. does get you in, yes. Now, talk of Mitchell Moses joining the Broncos. Oh, oh sure. Uh, talk of uh, Adam Reynolds to become a shark. Um, I think he's uh, very impressed with the vision that uh, Fitzgibbon has given him. I know. How and, big and there's is a that delegation vision? coming down from Brisbane. I think Kevy's coming down this morning to talk to. Uh, uh, to talk to uh, Adam Reynolds about becoming a Bronco. Wow. So it's all happening, isn't it? Mm. All good. Uh, Sam Walker won the uh, Spirit of Anzac medal in East Speak win over St George uh, last weekend uh, mm. after the pipe opener where the uh, rural and regionals really brought it home, 46 nil. Uh, terrific match by this young kid. Uh, throws a good pass. Throws uh-huh. a very long pass. It isn't good to see the... Uh, the uh, the long pass back again. And what about those Morris twins? Oh. What about those Morris twins? They are defying time. I know. And you know they want to become coaches? Oh, I'd, I'd let them do whatever they want. Uh, I'd love to have those Morris twins as coaches. Yeah, it'd be great. Hey? be great. They would be fantastic. And, and Freddie, if you're listening, fella, first picked for the Blues should be the Morris twins. They won't let you down. They won't. They won't. Now, talk of Sam Burgess being lured out of retirement to become a Bronco. Now, his a manager... Bronco? A Bronco, yes. A Bronco. Can you imagine it? I can't. <laughs> Mercifully, sanity prevailed. Uh, I didn't realise Sam had a manager and I didn't realise his manager was Braith Nasta. <laughs> it's a funny old world, rugby league, isn't it? Funny old world. It and can't be Braith Nasta. It is Braith Nasta. And Braith has said, speaking on Sam's behalf, no, nah, he's retired, mate. He's not. He's not uh, signing nothing. What, what does he actually do as his manager? Get him oh, into receive shows. phone calls. Is Sam going? It's Kevy here. Could I speak to Sam? No. What do you want to talk to him about anyway? I want him to become a Bronco. Is that you, Kevy? Yeah. Well, he's not. That sort of thing. <laughs> he's retired. Remember, bucket shoulder. Now, <laughs> um, feathers and abdo. 
Yeah. Talk up a two-conference system. We'll get to this a little bit later we on. Will. We'll try and unpack this. There'd be a Sydney conference and an outside Sydney conference. Can you get your head around that? I think you can. And we'll discuss the implications a little bit later. Now, is it toilet tryst bringing the game into disrepute? Or is filming a toilet tryst bringing a game into disrepute? I think the latter. I mean, toilet trysts, well, it's old as rugby league. Yeah. You've only yeah. got to go back to 1890. Well... And back to Cleopatra. Get back to Cleopatra. And Indeed. the donation. I mean, don't tell me that yes. toilet in that library wasn't a lively. Oh, the toilets there were. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Well, they, they were conducive to romance. Yeah, that's right. That's well, right. That's the only yeah. way to look at it. Now, the Waratahs complete a season without a win for the first time in history. Congrats. Isn't that incredible? Congratulations. What about, what about those Tars? Hey. <laughs> what about them Tars? I That's don't great. know where this is going to end up, but I don't think it's good. Look, just an interesting thing, HG, just to finish up here. A cricket historian thinks he's found the four runs that uh, the Don scored that were falsely attributed to another batsman. Yeah, I know. But yeah, I, I don't know where this is going to go. Uh, I think this story's been unearthed at other times, but listeners well, will know. It comes around every now and again. Yeah, yeah it comes it, around. It goes back to a test match played in 1928. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently the numbers just don't add up correctly when you go through the original scorebook. And it looks as if the Don did score four more runs, which, you know, the implications are... Yeah, horrendous. Horrendous, yeah, I know. Yeah, books We'd have, have to, to be change everything. I oh, know, everything. We'd have to change the world. Make of that what you will. Rugby League delivers more hope to the hopeless than any other code in recorded history. Fact. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, Roy, the saddest story this week is the plight of Rugby League outside the capital cities. Yeah. Uh, This story is written this time every year Mm. and we seem to have done nothing about it for about four decades. That's right. Crusher Cleal uh, sent a heartfelt appeal. Right now, he says, rugby league is in such a perilous state in some country areas that unless something is done to dramatically turn the uh, tide around, the game could be dead within a, in the bush within a decade. Oh, man. Dead within a decade. Yeah. Uh, this is out of frustration. The, the message goes on from Noel, mm. uh, out of frustration, because I've been involved with the game at a senior level for nearly 50 years and I've never seen it in poorer shape. And I'm thinking, gee, our great game is going to suffer irreparable damage over the next five to ten years. It might not even be played in the bush. That's my biggest concern. That would mean there'd be no more, and here he lists uh, Steve Mortimer, Peter Sterling's, Laurie Daly, David Gillespie, Nathan Blacklock's, Jamie Lyons, the list just rolls on. All origin players, all great players for their clubs. Uh, There'd be none of the current crop. Isaiah Yeo, Brent Naden, Blake Ferguson, Cody Ramsey, Matt Burton, etc. Yet at a time when uh, all this is, uh, all the talk is about possible expansion and NRL giving a green light to a new franchise base, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. they're forgetting the grassroots. Yeah. Uh, he goes on, there are only six teams in Group 10 now. Can you imagine? I oh, know. Six teams There's in Group one, 10. There's only one team in Lithgow now. There are only five teams in Group 21. Warrior to my hometown, has produced two internationals and 13 NRL players over the year. They don't even have a senior team. Well, that's disgraceful. And rugby league is a golden thread that runs through the town. The golden thread, golden yes. thread, beautifully put. You know, now is that Crusher? That's Crusher. Yeah. Crusher came up with that. A golden thread. Yeah. The golden league thread. is a golden thread. Golden thread that knits everything together. Does rugby league is uh, in its DNA? And in the sixties and seventies and eighties, in the bush, rugby league was a lifestyle. Yes, that's what people look forward to. Every second weekend, there would be a home game, and everyone in town would go. That's but right. It doesn't happen anymore. Mm. Now. Um, 
he comes, he battles away with this as a topic. Among people they have spoken to, this is the head office of people like Wayne Bennett, who's expressed his own concern about the lack of attention. So it's not just no, Crusher, it's the whole yeah. administration of rugby league. Mm. Incredibly clear revealed how it would have been 15 or 20 years ago that NRL executive Ian Schubert put together the same plan yes. that has been put together this week to was rescue ignored. the bush. Was ignored. Ignored, ignored. Uh, another time he said that Dennis Fitzgerald also came up with a yes. separate plan to divide the regions in the state. But ignored. Again, ignored, ignored. Now... It's a head in the sand. It's head in the sand, isn't it? Can I just... And Feathers has said nothing. Well, Abdo has said nothing. No, they just say, oh, we're going to do something yeah, we're about, do it, something about it. it. Well, do something about oh, it. No. You know what would be great is we've got the budget coming up to yes. set aside 1.7, this is just some numbers I've worked up myself, 1.7 million for every town with 20 people in it across Australia to get rugby league thriving again in those. It's a good start. I know, 1.7. You know, you'd be able to paint the goalposts, maybe yeah. r- get the plumbing fixed in the change rooms. Get the toilets. Yeah, t- uh, tickety-boo. Tickety-boo to romantic standards. <laughs> Filming possible standards. And then, well, good, well lit for well, a start. Well, that's right. And proper gear. I mean, a phone yeah. is no way to record anything, really. Yeah. I mean, sure, you can film the Prime Minister Shh. talking at some sort of conference oh, yes. on it, but that's about all. Mm. It doesn't It doesn't capture nuance. No, it doesn't. You know, or, you know, ac- with accuracy and lighting, it just doesn't handle poor lighting. Mm. Now... We think about this, and can I point, can I seed an idea that I think the budget should take up, and the mm. immigration department should take up? Mm. Years ago, we built the Snowy Scheme, yes. which has just come back with Hydro Two It's just going gangbusters, mm. and we asked people from all over the world yes. to come and help us come if, and help. They, if they had a trade. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they might be concreters, they might be tunnelers, they might be people who could work. Uh, you know, with uh, sheet metal and so on. Dynamite. Need, dynamite. dynamite. Yeah, that's right. Now. Is it too far-fetched to target mm-hmm. an immigration campaign to import rugby league players? Yes. Now, along with that, I think we should encourage people to come to Australia if they're prepared to go to bush areas of the rugby league footprint Yes. and stay there for 10 to 15 years and work only in rugby league. Yeah. Now, there's lots of jobs going in rugby league, mm-hmm. a lot of them voluntary, I understand that. You, you know, you can't make a huge quid out of it. Yeah. But with this 1.7 million mm-hmm. that I'm ceding to every town, mm-hmm. there will be some money available. Sure. So it's not as though it's just a busted ass operation anymore. No, no, no. It is a real job for real people mm-hmm. and real people who want to make part Australia their home. That's right. Now. I think that's an excellent idea, HG, an excellent idea. Uh, two, with the the proposed expansion and conference system for the mm-hmm. code, uh, I don't want to see another team from New Zealand. I don't. I don't. And this is being proposed. Two teams from New Zealand. Where does that idea well, get well, off? I, where, where is that coming from? That's just madness. I would like to see the Rural and Regional Anzacs be the extra team. Be given a franchise. Just before, can I just can I just park that idea? We'd come back to that the conference system and you know mm. the outrage that it's caused in the community. Oh, yeah. sure, the big names are supporting it. You know, Gus Gould and all them, oh, yeah. Yeah, all those types. Yep. Wayne Bennett and them, they yeah, love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, your know, corporate end, your corporate end. Yeah, that's mm. right. Who don't do any of the grunt work? I'll give you an idea, and I want to set this out yeah. so as you get an idea of the flavour of what's happening in rural regional. Uh, rugby league. Yeah. We uh, were lucky enough via News Limited to, to hook up with Sebastian Flack, who's the Mudgy Dragons president. Oh, he works so He's hard, hard, that yeah. bloke. They're pushed, the people there are being pushed to breaking point by yeah. copious amounts of red tape and day-to-day dramas that have just taken over their, their young yeah. lives. I mean, yeah. these are players. Yeah. 
Uh, He's president and captain of the team, I think, isn't he? That's right. And while you can't knock the ARL commission mm. for its promises, they, mm. they need to splash cash. I mean, yeah. that's as simple as that. Sebastian reckons it's even more important than some heavy-duty manpower, or, you know, to get some heavy-duty manpower to take some of the load off struggling volunteers. Yes. Because they're not ticketed to do any of these jobs. No, 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 no. Uh, Mudgee would be a similar story to every club and town across New South Wales and Queensland. Mm. I don't know how uh, more money can help mm. without more people on the ground. Yes. We're all volunteers. We have nine to fives, that's uh, as in jobs. We're not right. Mine, they're miners mainly. Miners. We're not retirees. Yeah. No. We're not grey nomads. It's full on. I don't want to throw too many stones, but they, if they need to be thrown, so be it. Because if you could split the number of man hours it takes to run a club mm. into more people, it would be more enjoyable. Yes. It would run more smoothly and we wouldn't be stressed out and you could do it for longer. So yeah. we come to the people. For starters, Sebastian is not only the Dragons president, he also plays in the first grade team, mm. along with his job as a maintenance planner. That, people th say that's easy. It's not. It's not. Maintenance planning is incredibly difficult. Very you have difficult. to anticipate problems. Yes. You have to think like a machine. Yep. You know, the You've got to create the problem before the problem has arisen. <laughs> Correct. Now, uh, then uh, he's, uh, it's the same for the vice president, Chad mm. Chandler, great miner yeah. and a player. Bridget Condon, 21, is the club secretary and also a minor. Tom Burke, 21, the club treasurer and accountant and player. Christy Orr, 32, runs the media department. Yep. It's so much work in a media department sure for the Mudgy Dragons. People asking all the time, yep. you know, is Braithen Astor there That's this right. weekend? You know, when yep. Sam Burge is coming, etc. Mm -hmm. Now, Bromham Patterson organises the functions and she knocks off when she knocks off for the mine. Jack Littlejohn, 28, first grade coach and minor. Yep. This goes on and on and on. Uh, it's a small-scale NRL operation but turns over about 350000 a year. Oh, easily. Yep, without now, doubt. It brings an enormous amount into the community. And the town. Oh, of course it does. Of probably course it does. You could time that by a factor of 40. Yes. Probably to get the accurate figure. Yeah, 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 we get yeah, yeah. good crowd numbers to the matches, according to Seb. No, no problem there. Yeah. But the more crowd numbers you get... The more manpower you need on the gate, yeah. on the canteen, you've got to set up the jumping castle. These are things I never thought about. Yeah. Who does the set up the jumping yeah. castle at yeah. these venues? No idea. It just didn't occur to me that that yeah. required somebody to pump it up. Yeah. Uh, and then face painting, yeah. it's either money or manpower, then you take such little things like into account someone's like injuries. Someone's got to collect the pies, someone's got to heat the pies, someone's got to turn the jug on, get the big kettle working, get the cups organised, the polystyrenes. I mean, it doesn't stop. I know. It doesn't stop. But if certain things have got to be implemented here, firstly, mm -hmm. we've got to return to rugby league being compulsory in schools. I didn't realise it wasn't compulsory in schools. Well, I don't think it's compulsory anymore. Oh, well, See? Good. Yeah, I know. They announced a new yeah. curriculum in New South Wales this week, I think, to some oh, know, okay. claim. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm I sure, I'm sure you'll league. find rugby league isn't even mentioned in that curriculum. Mm-hmm. It won't, won't be mentioned. And as it stands at the moment, any parent can just write a note saying, my kitty doesn't want to play rugby league. Well, so, that's madness. So, well, that's madness. I oh, know. That no. is absolute madness. It'll wither on the vine if that continues. Of course. Of course. So there, you've got to start there. Start with your grassroots. Starts with kids going through into school. Yeah. Here's your ball. Yeah. Okay, Thursday afternoon, whatever sports day it is, we're playing rugby league. What weight are you? Weigh the kids and you match. Yeah. That's the way you start. Mm -hmm. That's how you develop mm -hmm. the love of rugby league. Can I point also, out? Also, we've got to encourage former players who are retiring, your Sam Burgess types, to do what players used to do, manage a pub in the bush. 
We've got to make these pubs available, right? If people know, let's say in Mudgee, that the, that the uh, you know, whatever the Mudgee Hotel is. Yeah, the Station Hotel. Sam Burgess is now, you know, there every night pulling beers. Oh, they'll go. People will turn up Sam. Yeah. Do you want to run out for the Dragons this week, mate? Yeah, come on, shoulder, shoulder. You know what I mean? But it gets people going. And talking. And talking, rubbing it, gets them out of the houses. Yeah, there's your front page if you have. There's your front page. Sam mm. Burgess to, you know, coming to mud. And that could happen in every country town. Well, look at Jeringong. You've just got to mid- offer the inducement. Give them the pub for free. Yeah. <laughs> Give it to them. That's where your money comes into it. Uh-huh. Then you've got the Rural and Regional Lands Act. Touring. Touring. Right? So, you- so you know every second week somewhere in the bush... The rural and regionals are going to be packing down to get you, you know, you, the likes of your, your Broncos or your New Zealand or any of the outside conference, outside city teams, and that's going to be great. That's going yeah. to get people in. And you've got your hogs for the homeless doing the charity hogs work. Hogs for the homeless. They're on doing their a Harleys. terrific job. They're they can't terrific. do it by themselves. I know. They can't. They do too much. Yeah. Too much. They've got to play rugby league in the city. Sure, when sure. Some... But there would not be a kid who would not be proud to run out in the colours of the rural and <laughs> That's true, Roy. September the 8th, sleepers wake. This is bludging on the blind side. Yes, Roy. Look, Sebastian, I mean, this is this is how bad it gets. He concedes he's been a little frustrated this week reading about the death of bush footy because it makes him kind of feel all the hard work good people around the bush are doing is completely underappreciated. Yeah. Can you imagine that? To yeah. think that playing rugby league, organising rugby league, blowing up the jumping castle, doing the face mm. painting, and then running out in the shorts. Yes. It's unappreciated. I mean, that yes. just, that just madness. I hope he's not feeling unappreciated. Is he saying he's feeling unappreciated? Well, certainly not here on Bludging on the Blind Side. No, he's not. He's no. He's a bloody hero. Indeed. Now, I think we do a pretty good job promoting the game in town and we're doing our best. The yeah. main struggle is volunteers and the amount of money, the time they have to come up with. Yeah. He says there are just so many factors at play when you try and get your heart to the heart of why the clubs everywhere are finding it so incredibly difficult. Yeah. I mean, that's it, isn't it? We yeah. just think, oh, yeah, Mudgee, yeah, they got the Dragons there, they've been there forever and they'll be there forever. They'll well, they won't be. No. They won't. Mm. It doesn't work that way. Now, can I come to the problem of this two-conference yes. uh, system? Yes. Uh, I mean, the rugby league, you know, I was out midweek doing a job and somebody asked me what rule changes would I like to see uh, you know, introduced into rugby league. And, of course, these are just G-ups and, you know, brain farts from head office. Mm. And so I thought, well, if, you know, a two-conference system is approved, then why not uh, have 13 points every time you hit the black dot? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. the rule changes just keep going on and on and on. There's yeah. no evidence that they're actually producing a better product. No. Uh, that's a word I hate in relationship to rugby league. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so now this week's... You know, mm. from head office with the two conference system. Yeah. Now, yeah. can I point out? Let's start with this. Yeah. They, they suggested that there would be two teams in New Zealand. Yeah, well, I know. I, I, I don't want that. Well, Nobody apart, wants that. Apart from that, New Zealand doesn't want. They that. don't want it either. So the NRL's proposed conference expansion to into New Zealand will face several challenges. Not the least of which is there are no current bidders to set up a franchise across the Tasman. This is the uh, nine is, newspaper. Yeah, nor the, is there nor the, is there the personnel, the manpower, know, the players. I, I know. They don't have people who want the jumping castle. They don't. Or the face painting. They don't. They're not interested in that. No. Fair enough. I I take it on board. It's red that they don't want the jumping castle. Yeah. Now. 
This is amazing. So they decide to have a franchise for which no one's interested and nobody's prepared to put the money behind That's it. That's right. At the same time, That's right. there's, there's interest in America to buy the All Blacks, yes. the rugby team. Yep. I mean, yep. this is just ridiculous. And there's interest from America. There's a consortium in California who are interested in, uh, in the rural and regionals. Is there? Yes. A, a, a high-tech one, you know, like Silicon Valley. High-tech, very high-tech, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're willing to put in something like $100 million. $100 for, million. For just naming rights For alone. naming rights on the Guernsey of the rural Atlantics. Yeah. So it'll become the Google rural Atlantics. <laughs> something like that, yes. Yes. Now, yeah. we come back to the franchise idea. Mm-hmm. The governing bodies flagged the uh, prospect of expanding the competition to as many as 18 teams with the decision whether to include another Queensland team to be made in July. Mm-hmm. League power brokers have indicated that another New Zealand franchise could be added, no, et cetera, no, no, blah, no, blah, no, blah, no, blah. No, 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 no. We, now, well, we want a rural and regional team from Queensland and a rural and regional team from New South Wales. So the New Zealand Rugby League chief executive says he was unaware of any, of any active bidders and cautioned it would take several years before the nation was ready for expansion. Now, not true. The it, Anzacs. No, New they Zealand. They could run out. New Zealand, oh, New, New Zealand. Zealand. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I, I mean, I could see a rural and regional Anzacs in New Zealand before <laughs> I could see a, another member of the the uh, NRL. Now, can I point out mm. that their divvy up of the things is is a stupid way of doing it? I yeah. could understand a. You know, I suppose a relegation system that you go move the the teams oh, can move from one to the like other. Like a Premier League, like a Premier League. Yeah, so yeah, you'd have yeah. a, a second division. You know, and yeah. the, you, obviously you'd have to start with some in the second division who would be disappointed. But let's say you cut the thing mm. in half at the moment and declared, yeah. you know, the one lot the Premier League and the other lot the the, the also rounds. Yeah, or the Championship, or whatever yeah. they call it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I could understand that. But then, what I find amazing is is at the moment the idea is the NS. WRL is returned to almost exactly what it was before, mm. like teams in New South Wales mm. uh, is playing each other, and the rest is the rest of Australia. Yeah. Um, I, I, I just don't get the idea that somehow the NSWRL, which would feature almost every other week, the yeah. Tigers playing the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs, who would go and see that? For the fourth time. Yeah, four times. A, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's just half-baked. It's ha- totally half-baked. The World Boxing Federation is committed to the development of the quantum computer, supports astronomy and believes in rational debate. No other sport has made such commitments. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. And it's time for the first bit of shrinkage or fat. I'm bludging on the blind side uh, for the day. Uh, well, this is a VHS uh, of Olympic... Uh, well, The Road to Glory, Volume 4, figure skating, highlighting figure skating. Torval and Dean, obviously. Oh, weren't they great, Torval They and were Dean. great, yeah. Valero, was, wasn't it? I think it was. Wow, oh, it was beautiful. It's beautiful. And remember, of course, these VHSs, they're trading at a you know a premium at the moment sure on your eBay. Well, and the quality. The quality, Much that's right. Much better picture quality. Much better. Much warmer better colours, colours yeah. warmer colours. Warmer sound. More vibrant, yeah, warmer sound. And we're going to throw in with that a terrific book here, The Captain's. The story behind Australia's second most important job. Whoa. And so this is a great, uh, yep. you know, let's have a look and see if I can find it. It's also... Um, is it signed by any of the captains? Well, it appears to be signed um, by the author. No, mm, oh, okay. And so, you know, obviously, I don't know, Bradman's in it. Sur- no surprises there. Yes. Uh, I don't know if uh, Smithy's in it. 
I might, don't think it comes out might far. Might have come out a little bit early for Smithy. Yes. Yeah. But it's a terrific book. Steve Ward would be there, though. Steve Ward would be yeah. there. AB, Captain yeah. Grumpy. <laughs> Grumps would be there. So it's a terrific prize for some lucky listener who can answer the following question. Yeah. Question is, HG, um, who is Sam Burgess's manager? <laughs> That's it. Simple question. You should know that even if you haven't listened to the first hour. Now, it's uh, telephone number is 1300 361 700. That's 1300 361 700. All comers, phone now. The South Australian School of Mines, the Mind and Brain Foundation, and that clown show, Matthias Corman, all support Rugby League Week. For the full program, stay tuned to Bludging on the Blind Side. Uh, you're on Bludging on the Blind Side. We've got a prize in the air. Who are we talking to, Roy? Yeah, we're joined by uh, Andrew, uh, who's in Baddow Bay. Uh, happy Rugby League there, Andrew. You too, fellas. Yep. Now, mate, how far would you have to go to watch a game of rugby league today? Oh. Or tomorrow? Well, I think there's one on at Gosford tomorrow, maybe. Um, at Gosford? The Warriors match. Oh, oh okay. Park. Okay. Is there a local competition you can look at? Yeah, there is. Uh, the Entrance Tigers. The Entrance Tigers, yeah. How are the Tigers going this year? I'm not sure. Um, I think they're up there. I think they're playing in a different division this year. I'm not sure. And Woi Woi would have a team, wouldn't it? Yeah. I, I don't know whether they're playing each other, mm-hmm. but um, what division they're in. Um, we mainly follow soccer around here. Ah, oh, yeah. Oh, and where Mariners, do you stand yeah. on the Mariners issue? Is that mm. going ahead with the interest from Man United? Oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. No one's really talking about it. It's gone very quiet. Ah, very oh, quiet, yeah. Okay. It was a big bang a while ago, and uh, then there was a lot of chat about moving the club maybe and changing its name and doing and, and playing colours, and I understand the locals get pretty outraged by that. Mm. Uh, and well, the well, Mariners have had well, quite a good well, season. What are, whatever's happening with the Mariners, they're doing it right. Yeah. Now, if, um, you know, the call does go out for, um, you know, rural and regional rugby league to be resuscitated, would you be happy to put your hand up as a volunteer to help out? Yeah, sure. Good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're so not that's, sure. That's, that, that's see, the Australian attitude. It is. That was a perfect response. Perfect I thought. response. And it's, there is hope. There yes. is hope. If that's the if if Andrew, well, like a, Andrew, people like Andrew, Andrew are prepared, there. put their hand up and say yeah. yes, count me in. Yeah, what do you want me to do? Put so, the witches hats where? Yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> that's right. Jumping Castle, I know yeah. a lot about them yep. because we've had them at, at home. Sure, sell some Blum. pies. I can do that. Yeah, yeah. I can do not, that. They're not dramatic skills. It's not as no, no, you no, have no, to no, build no. a submarine no, no, no. in Adelaide or anything like that. No, it's not building a submarine in Adelaide. Now, now, Andrew. <laughs> Roy shout out the question and have a swing at it. Mm. Uh, now, Andrew, who is Sam Burgess's manager? Uh, Bray Finasta. Yes. Now, does that surprise you? Yes. Yeah, yeah. it certainly yeah. surprised me. Mm. Anyway, uh, look, we'll get the uh, VHS of the uh, Road to Glory, the figure skating from the Olympics, and the captains, the story behind Australia's most, second most important job by Malcolm Knox. We'll get them in the mail to you sometime this week, and thanks very much for being part of Bludging on the Blind Side. Australians, rugby league crime is at pandemic proportions. Referees and officials can't see everything, but together we can. If you see rugby league crime, then as an Australian, do your duty and report it to Bludging on the Blind Side. 
text us on 0467 920 2. Just following up, Roy, uh, on that uh, matter of the um, toilet action. Oh, yes. The uh, Parramatta Eels player caught on the job in the toilet didn't mm. break any NRL rules. Well, no, he wasn't playing rugby league <laughs> at the time. <laughs> now, uh, but he's been handed a 5,000 breach notice for bringing the game into disrepute. <sighs> uh, I might have mispronounced disrepute recently as dispute. I apologise mm. for that. Mm-hmm. I hope I've corrected it there. Disrepute. Right. Right. After an investigation by the NRL Integrity Union, the player who remains unnamed was deemed to have brought the game into disrepute after a video emerged of him on the job. Mm. In a statement on Wednesday, the NRL stressed that all players were public figures and had a responsibility to ensure their actions did not risk damaging the game's reputation. Right. So this is a bit hard because they've got no rule to cover this. I don't know why. That seems to me a massive oversight given the kerfuffles of the last 50 years in rugby Mm. league, in Australian Mm. rugby league. Mm. And yet they find a player who did, by any stretch of the imagination, something that he didn't want revealed that he was doing. Yeah. It was a bit of uh, me time, wasn't it? It was. But the investigation also concluded the player didn't break any league rules, nor was the complaint made about him. No. Now, including the person on in the video, the NRL will also, will also offer the player support, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. The NRL accepts the player is a, and is the alleged victim of an illegally filmed video. Yes. The alleged victim is... He's the victim. I know. And yet he's being punished. That's so rugby league, though, isn't no, it? No, I suppose it is, but it's not right, is it? It's not right. It's not right. And he's also offering both welfare support and <clears throat> assistance should he yeah. need it. Yep. It's illegal to Does film... Does this mean that rugby league is now what I consider to be some sort of... It's like a vocation. You know, a vocation? That's not bad. Yeah, so you're a rugby league player 24 hours a day. You've got to think. You've got to be conscious of the fact, okay, I'm going to buy some sausage. Would a rugby league player buy sausages? Yes, he could. He could. So then you go in and, and you buy your sausages. Should a rugby league player fall in love in a toilet? Uh, well, maybe, passion cuts in not. here. Passion cuts in yeah, here. Yeah, I know. And, and, yeah, and rugby I mean, league players are very passionate. And they fall in love, as you point they out, fall in love very quickly. They're, they're, just, they're just loving, giving... Human beings. Human beings. They're yeah. prepared to share themselves. Do you know what I, I find objectionable here is there's no comeback on the club where this happened, and I think there should be. Yeah. There should have been an announcement. We've done this before. You know, ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please. We have Parramatta Eels on the premises. Please do not use the toilets for the next 40 minutes. And can you turn your phones off? Yeah. If you need to go to the toilet, you'll find some port out on the left-hand side of the club. Therefore, use some patrons. <laughs> yes. Please leave all Parramatta eels alone. And the as- port make sure you knock on the door before entering in case there's a rugby league player involved. Is that it? Well, we're directing all rugby league players <laughs> to use the in-house toilets and all patrons to use the outdoor toilets. That's so you get- clear. See? Yeah, that's clear. That now, solves the problem. Yeah, so the rugby league said nothing about the club where it happened. Nothing, absolutely nothing. Mm. Now, then we come to the... Was it pr- the club was it, or was it a pub? Where was it? Well, I'm not sure, so oh. I'm just using the club yeah, in a generic okay. term as a place sure. where rugby league players gather. Gather. Mm. Mm. And look for, you know, obviously, romance. <laughs> well, it, generally speaking, it comes their way. <laughs> it does. That's the weirdest thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um... Were you bothered by the quality of the filming? And, and I know this story mm. went viral. Yeah. In the week of Oscar. 
Because yeah. historically, rugby league filming... Well, it just made us look stupid. Thanks. You know? It made us look like amateurs. Amateurs, that's exactly you right. You know, you're, you're broadcasting this. Yeah. It just wasn't right. No, 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 no. no. It, it should have been refilmed. <laughs> Reshot. <laughs> Reshot, yeah. Yeah. Um, then we come to the problem of where does, you know, the responsibility for this mm. and the league, what sort of message does it send? We don't know the player's name. We don't know the filmer's name, no. and yet thousands of well, kids. It besmirches, besmirches the reputation ev- of every everyone field. who's ever pulled on a, a Parramatta Rugby League yeah. guernsey. And thousands upon thousands of kids this week, yes. because they know this story, will want to go and see Parramatta play, play to spot the player who was in the toilet. Yes. That's the way rugby league works. Forget your jumping castles and your pies. I know. I know. They want to see players who did weird things. That's right. That's right. And every interview... Every interview that is a Parramatta player is going to do now, first question is going to be asked. By who those, was it? Yeah. Who are you? The bloke who? Yeah. Are you the right. toilet bloke? Yeah. How passionate was it? Yeah. 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 Are you uh, still in love? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was it a blind date? Uh, yeah. Yeah. What was the first question you asked? You know. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a couple of jars beforehand, or was mm. it just sort of you know? You still going out? <laughs> <laughs> and and, and um, you know, would you have preferred it to be? You know, I know this is a bit. Yeah. Left field, but mm. would you have preferred better vision? <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. And who filmed it? Yeah. You know, you know who filmed are it? Are you dirty on the bloke who filmed it? Yeah. On your teammate who filmed it? Mm. I mean, there's so many questions there, isn't there? I know. And that's all that's going to happen. There'll be no questions about the game, like, yeah, where was it won or lost or any of that sort of stuff. Oh, no. Right, well, that's the first hour of the show again. Mm. And remember, of course, uh, if you've missed the first hour, then it's available on podcast not long after we knock off in another hour's time. Yeah. Uh, Keith, is... Keith from Gladstone, she's very happy to see the Broncos with their best score turnaround in club history last night. I know. It's incredible. The Kevolution. The people, Kevolution. People have been whispering about it. They really turned it on, didn't oh, they? They did. They that did. second half. Oh, I know. That's the Broncos we want to remember. Space. Space. It's the final frontier, and Australia is on its way to Saturn in the Jedinac Orbiter, once we stop bludging on the blind side. Yes, um, welcome back to Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, if you want to get involved with the show, the text number is 0467 920 That's 0467 920 Or the old snail mail way is royanhg at abc.net.au. And the following people have got in touch with us in the snail mail way. Uh, yeah, uh, on the text she Linda's been in touch. She says, um, about no kids playing league, get this. Mm-hmm. My house backs onto a primary school and overnight I noticed the unmistakable appearance of Aussie Rules goalposts erected. Shocked, I contacted the principal to ask what was going on. He said the AFL had contacted him and made him an offer he couldn't refuse. The AFL said they would effect, uh, erect the posts for free, train staff as Aussie Rules coaches and kit out the kids. I was speechless and had to quickly check that I was still living in New South Wales. That's a staggering story from the coalface of the battle, mm, isn't it? That's what's going on. Now, of course, the I noticed the Murdoch paper has yes. um, suggested the greatest game of all, even greater in the suburbs. He says mm. junior rugby league across the New South Wales are booming with new players. This must be just a puff. Of, it is a puff. Uh, uh, you know, this is uh, not uh, from the coalface of no, reality. No, no, no. 
That's this is propaganda. Disconnected from reality. Disconnected that's, from reality, that's right. That's just wishful thinking nonsense. You know, in the old days, you and I, when they announced the storm, decided <coughs> yeah. off our own bat, we'd send a $1,000 cheque and a student to every PE teacher in Victoria. We did. Look how it's... Look, look, I, I know. Mean, I mean, that's the sort of... That's what you've got to do. Exactly. 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 It's what you've got to do. Now, uh, Chris has been in touch from Queensland. He says, um, what were Rooting King's racing colours? Purple and gold, Chris. We can knock that on the head very easily. Now, uh, Nico from the Gold Coast has been in touch. He says, uh, I believe with the almost simultaneous passing of Prince Philip and the one-of-a-kind Tommy Radonicus, the NRL in conjunction with the British royal family has an enormous opportunity to create a, le- a legacy of immense value. Ah, yes. And what's tacit to this is the uh, the discovery we made last week that Prince Philip was a patron of Australian Rugby League. That's right. Now... Now, the it, legacy has it, a physical presence? Well, he is proposing, with the approval of Her Majesty, of course, a Mountbatten Radonicus Medal <laughs> to be presented annually as part of the Dally M's to the British import who best represents the distilled essence of rugby league. Now, both on and off the field during that season, the medal could be presented by a specially invited member of the royal family. I'm sure they'd love to be part of the Dally M's. Well, they would. You know, little Eugenie or Beatrice. Ah, yeah, Beatrice or, mm, yeah. yeah. Wouldn't have to be one of the top (coughs) shelf. No, it wouldn't have to be, no. In the inaugural year, we could uh, present retrospectively to the likes of Sam Burgess, Adrian Morley... James Graham, Mal Riley, Chariots of Fire, Ellery Hanley, Lee Crooks, etc. Those deemed to be past winners. Isn't that fantastic? That's lovely. And don't the, um, I want to say the Canberra Raiders have a gun English player at the moment. Yeah, they do. Is it Whiten? Yeah. uh, No, Jack Whiten, I think he's uh, he's not one of the boom English imports, but they do have a couple of English. Right. I think uh, Sticky's reached out to English Rugby League for a while now. And quite successfully, although not so successfully this year, it would seem. Uh, Steve's been in touch. He Mm -hmm. says, uh, uh, just a thought for next year's Anzac celebrations. I love the idea of an Anzac Day medal presented to the teams before (laughs) kick-off and subsequent trophy. I'm particularly looking forward to a bagpipe and recorder rendition of The Last Post. But what about something the kiddies can take away with them to remember the great occasion? What about a commemorative coin? Well, that's a good that's idea. Great. I thought you were going to head in another direction. How about this, a commemorative snow dome? Well, that's nice too. Mm. That's nice too. Uh, but uh, why the coin is relevant here, HG, mm-hmm. says on the head side you could have a close-up of the rural and regional Anzacs captain and on the other side you obviously have a bunger-up-the-date incident and the kids could use the coin to play two-up. That's fantastic. Lovely That's idea. fantastic, Yes. Uh, in regards to uh, Ricky Stewart's criticism of Benji's gamesmanship in Friday's clash with the Faders, um, he's wondering if um, uh, the integrity of the game isn't being jeopardised or tainted by unsavoury tactical skullduggery. Now, you'll recall that uh, Benji Marshall, I think he, oh. he did a bit of a penalty puller. Yes. He, uh, he, um, he hid, be, hid behind a bloke who was offside and uh, they got a penalty, that is Souths, and later on he pulled another penalty up the other end, which won on the game in the end. 
And, uh, you know, Benji went on to point at his head and show how smart he was and really got up the nose of the Raiders. So he outfoxed them. Out-foxed well, them. I, I think people love that. Yes, they do. They, they do. do. They do. They love the carry on, the show they business do. of it all. They do. And, uh, my... and, and Benji's as cunning as. I mean, he, as. he knows every doing... bloody trick in the book. He's been doing it for a very long for time. For a long time. And uh, Dave, our hardworking producer, just handed me a notice. George Williams is the English Raider. Oh, okay. And he plays the halfback. Halfback, right yeah. on. Uh, now, this comes from uh, Ben. He says, I was surprised to find His Royal Highness Prince Philip was patron of the Rugby League. Yes. Yeah, we, who, we, all were, we all were. We were shocked. shocked. I'd have a lie down after yeah, that. Yeah, I know. That was enough. Yeah. Tied with his passing, it got me thinking, is there a patron saint of Rugby League? If not, who could become it? I believe beatification requires three confirmed miracles. Would on-field miracles count? Did God have a hand in Gallon's round one KO, or sorry, one round TKO win over Lucas Brown? Well, well, is that a miracle? Uh, well, that's an interesting question. It is an interesting question, uh, isn't it? Philosophical and theosophically, I'm yes. not sure that I'm qualified to answer. But no. shouldn't the miracles be related to rugby league? Well, I would have thought so. Yeah, I mean, a gal's now removed from so. rugby league. See, I, I don't know if the turnaround against the Titans last night, that, that second half... Uh, from the Broncos, mm-hmm. was it was certainly miraculous. But could you ascribe it to any one particular player? No. Look, where I was going was in a slightly different direction. Yes. You know, there's a big canon of saints out there yes. and giving one an extra job, as in being the saint of rugby league. Yeah. I mean, I do take your point is that new saints, I mean... Well, uh, well look, if you're going to take the patron saint of Australia, you know, so, uh, fr- uh, saviour, uh, St Francis saviour, yeah. The patron saint of Australia. But you couldn't expect St Francis Xavier to be the patron saint of rugby league as well, I don't think. I think it's got to come from the rugby league community. Yeah, no, I get the you. Saint, I, I, I yeah, think. no, I get you what you mean. Well, I think that you... Remember the Father search, John Coots? The search Father is on. John Coots played for the Kangaroos. He came out of the out of the Newcastle area, I think, yes. and played for country firsts. Yeah. Oh, he used yeah. to play city firsts. And, the fiasco. Scored, and scored a couple of tries. And got selected. Got selected for Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was unusual seeing a bloke with a dog collar, you know, walking around with the team. <laughs> it was. Now, <laughs> I don't know he, I don't know what's happened to him or whether, you know, there have been any miracles attributed to him, but that would be a start if we're looking for a, a patron saint of rugby league. Okay, let's I don't know it. if Tommy, Tommy Radonicus, if people could find... Examples of miracles in the past, perhaps, Peter to support it. Dave, our producer again, suggesting Peter Sterling, but the difficulty is... But where are the miracles? Exactly, that's what I mean. <clears throat> indeed, indeed. Well, it's up to people to find them. Yes, that's right. A miracle pass? Yes. A miracle sidestep? I mean, step. It, and it could be someone we don't, we haven't thought about. It could be Crusher Cleal. I don't know. Yeah, no, I understand. It but it depends where search. the miracles are, and these miracles have got to be proven. Yeah, I think we set the bar fairly low when it comes to rugby league in the miracle caper. I mean, we're talking about... <laughs> oh, true. About, we're talking about on-field activities. Here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, remember, uh, this got nothing to do with Australian rugby league, but I thought it was a miracle that time that Olsen Filipina beat Australia single-handedly. Yeah. Uh, I think he was playing at New Ze- for New Zealand at the time. Yeah, would have been. Some time ago, but it yeah. was a hell of a performance. Hell of a performance, Just yeah. a once. Or sometimes you see maroon players yeah. who are just basically average <clears throat> players playing in their club come out and belt New South Wales. Yeah. 
senseless. Sure, sure, um, sure, sure. I mean, would you go no, to... I, look, I think the miracles have got to be someone who was feeling a bit crook. Yeah, I, and, I agree. you know, Crush Hour went past and said hello and I felt it, really good. Yeah, you don't count a miracle like Papali ankle tapping the uh, opponent and then he drawing a picture of himself <laughs> on his underpants doing it. <laughs> well, well, arguably, yeah, I arguably, yeah, I don't I know. know. I know. Sorry, it's, I just don't know. It's up to people to find them. I know. They've got to be out there. All we need is three attributed to one person mm. and that one person... And we can't ask existing saints to do the load. Well, I don't think so. Yeah, they've got too much to do. They've got when, too much when to I, do. When I, when I thought I didn't mean an Australian saint, I was thinking of, say, Saint Sebastian. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what Saint Sebastian does in his spare time as the saint, but right. could he take on rugby here, you know, oh, take right. on rugby Well, league. in the meantime, until someone organically comes Perfect. out of the... Perfect. Okay. Out of the, yeah. Okay. So Saint Sebastian, uh, to answer your question. Right. Oh, all yeah. right. Oh, <laughs> now, <laughs> someone to else? talk to? <laughs> <laughs> Got anything else? <laughs> no, that's it. Oh, that's great. That's uh, now. Remember, of course, if you do want to take part in the in the snail mail, Roy and HG at abc.net.au. There's a new noise in rugby league cheese this season. Try the creamy Tamalolo Brie or the fruity Cronk Gorgonzola from the master Melbourne cheesemaker. Jesse Bromwich. Details at your nearest league cheddar outlet on Bludging on the Blind Side. You're listening to Bludging on the Blind Side, and Roy, uh, I flagged this in my opening remarks some time ago. Yes. But I, I just can't believe this. The NRL head of football, Graham Annesley, has made an impassioned plea for players to stop dangerous contact with the head or neck, warning the game will smash suspension records this year without immediate change. Mm. I mean... Has there been an outbreak of headhunting? Well... Is that what he's suggesting? Well, the tribunal... It comes around periodically, headhunting. Now, can I say, Mm. it's hard to imagine that the tribunal is so overworked it can't, in a week, solve the problems of misdemeanours in rugby league. Yeah. So, but I we think, don't know what's going on well, in Flag and S, SG uh, Ball. That's true, or in toilets. Or in toilets. So, we've got a rap sheet for round seven. I love that term, rap sheet round seven. We've got Clemmer. Oh, Clemmer, yeah. Yeah, he was in a careless hackle, a tackle, careless high tackle. Yeah. Uh, we've got a Titan, dangerous contact. Uh, Talaki from the Sharks, shoulder charge. Dunn, crusher tackle. Uh, Fui Maono, careless high tackle from the Dragons, another Dragon player, shoulder charge. Yeah. Uh, Pereira, uh, oh, Dragons again, careless high tackle, Curry, yeah, careless high that. tackle. Yeah. So it goes on and on and on. Yeah. But can I say again <sighs> that kids today will be going to look at rugby league mm. hoping to see a, somebody punch in the head? Yeah. I mean, that's what, what gets the crowd in. It does get the crowd in. That's true. That's true. I mean, Ainsley described it as a disturbing tread and the amount of players being charged by the Match Review Committee, in particular when it came to illegal acts involving contact with a player's yeah, rival yep, head. Yep. Are now, they trying to get to the bottom of it? I mean, did anyone talk to Clemmer or talk to Dunn and say, well, Dunn, why? You know, what were you thinking? Now, can I point out and that... And if he says, look, I couldn't help it, I just felt the need to hit him in the head. Yeah. <laughs> well, now you're starting to get somewhere. Yeah. Can I point out that one of the things that's excused is the speed of the play. Yes. Given the, the, the revolution, play. the revolution in rule change. Yeah. Now that um, hit that uh, is it Heatho from mm. the Dogs put on. Oh yeah. Now that, that seemed to me completely reflex because the player was going by at speed. Yes. 
Yeah. He's, he's, he's sort he's of running, running out. Yeah, I've got to stop this bloke somehow. Exactly. There's no malice involved. Yeah. Well, you know, if he right. hadn't put his arm out and the bloke just ran past him, the coach would have been up him. Yeah, would have taken him off. Would have taken him off, yeah. It's a difficult thing because it's the speed of the game that's doing this, surely. Can I just... Ch- is, the, is the game getting too quick? Well, a lot of people think it is getting too quick in the sense... As we said right from the start, if this is going to turn into Super League, it's going to kill the game stone dead. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Mm. I, I mean, the, the speed of the game is a difficult problem because very few people in the end will be able to keep up with it. Exactly. And in, then we including go, referees. Then we go to the expansion. I mean, where are players going to be coming from, you know, yeah. that can run at this pace for 80 minutes? I yeah. mean, imagine yeah. training now to go and play Super League, you know, whatever we're going to sure. call it, the two conference system yeah. in five years' time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I point out in good but, news... Mm. No, 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 no. I was no, going to say, it, it, it puts a lot of pressure on these migrants that you're suggesting. They're going to have to come fit as, ready to play. Well, I think... If I they're think, going to fill out the... Can I point out that I think it's Stuart Robert who talks about mutual obligation? Oh, yes. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, to get a go, you have to give a go. Sure, That's all yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, it's the same that. thing. Same thing. Yeah. You want to come and play rugby league, you need to be fit. Fit. We're not resiling from the fact that you have to be fit to come to Australia and play rugby league. There's no suggestion That's you can right. be, you know, a lard ass and go out there yeah, and do yeah. it. Well, well what I'm, no, no, no. What I'm suggesting is <clears throat> that when these people come to play, you know, out in the bush. to Warriala. Out there and for, and 10 for 10 years. 15 years, I think you're suggesting. They're going to have to put in that... <clears throat> There's going to have to be someone keeping an eye on them to make sure they maintain their fitness over the 15 years with a sort of Damocles over their head that they if you on. don't put in, you're going back. You're camped on the blind side. The tent flaps are flapping and you need a big stink from Roy and HG. Uh, yes, look, just on a little bit of good news, and uh, I, I must thank uh, again Dave for this. In a much-anticipated opening round of Group 2 Rugby League season, Maxville Sea Eagles, mm-hmm. far too good for South Grafton, downing the Rebels by 26 points. Right. So that's great <clears throat> news from the you know northern New South Wales. The Ghosts outclassed the Magpies, Magpies, don't have scores in that game, and the Comets had a big win over the Seahorses, so it's alive and kicking. It's, it's alive and kicking it, and, and it, drawing attention. John wants to know, uh, did Mary McKillop ever play for the Roosters women's team? Because that would solve that problem of who the saint might be for the rugby league. Um, Dave from Waitara says, don't forget Sturlow's 10 out of 10 miracle awarded by Rugby League Week in 1987 against the Roosters. That's definitely a sign from the man upstairs. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I, I, I've got to say is that that's one. That's one, yeah, but that's one. But now Sturlow has to – somebody – the people. But someone's are, got to get better as a result of that. Like I was really yeah. – Yeah, down know, in the dumps. Down in the dumps. Yeah, and, yeah, so I see what you mean. So I'd lost my job and everything and, and you know, I, I just saw Sturlow play and thought I'd get a lottery ticket. Now you're and, talking. Then I won the lottery. Solved everything. Something like that. No, no, I get you. I get you. So we've got to have a panel who would vet these. Yeah, uh, oh, yes, these, have to be some sort of. And then some people would be G Ecclesiastical up. panel. Yeah, some, some people would G up, wouldn't they? Like uh, you might get, you know. Oh, you get a lot Cherry, of nonsense. Cherry Hill from, you know, up there. Oh, yeah. The former far side of the hill man. Oh, yeah. You know, he'd, he'd, the lobster pot bloke. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we found so many lobsters that day. It was a miracle. Well, then that's not going to cut it, if that's what you're getting at. I am. I am. <laughs> Now, uh, Tom from Robertson says, I'd like to nominate Bob Hawke for the Saints job. Never been a truer Australian. 
But he's got the He's got nothing idea. to do with rugby league. He was born in Western Australia. We spoke with him quite a few times. He had no and interest no in rugby interest league. No interest at all. No he liked, he liked being league. with winners. But then again, that might be the, the weird sign. I, I'm pretty sure he went to a couple of grand finals. Oh, he did. And Lauren he Daly out. famously took the took the tool out and that's right. And the, gestured inappropriately yeah. in front of the prime minister and, when the Raiders had their first big win. And the Hawkey's response was, "I think we should get out of here." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Once he saw, uh, Once he I think saw Laurie it. was going to do the toilet work in the rooms. <laughs> he did. Mm. Yeah, he did. Now he was ahead of his time, wasn't he, Laurie Daly? <laughs> and I'll tell you this is a fact: Laurie Daly never needed a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> now. Uh, now, this is the international game now. You know, you think it's oh, struggling yeah. in Australia, but in the further development of rugby league in Ghana, it's been boosted by the courtesy of a sponsorship from uh, for, of the Ghana Rugby League Federation, that's the GRLF. Oh, yes. GRLF, mm. uh, by a UK-based businesswoman, Sarah Gawa McNeil. Yes. Uh, what, she's put money into Ghana, Ghana and rugby, and rugby league? Yes. Um, Resident in London is a Ghanaian of uh, Ghanaian heritage and yeah. is a keen supporter of the sport. Isn't that fantastic? Now, her investment covers 2021, 2022. Yeah. And is used, the fund will be used to grow domestic activity Good. in Ghana and rugby league, including youth and women's competition, improving the men's domestic competition and developing more match officials and coaches yes. with a view to Ghana meeting full membership criteria yeah. of the IRL and the ERL by the end of 2022. And maybe uh, in the next World Cup. And Olympics. And Olympics. What? Oh, yes, the nines. Are they oh, a nines you- team? Well, they could have a nines team for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I, I'm not aware of Ghana and Rugby, and league, rugby at league at all. Remember we had that great story a while ago about mm. the team that was coming from one African country into Kenya yes. to qualify by beating the Kenyans. That's right. And they had a, 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 a something like a 24-hour bus ride to get there through hostile country. They couldn't stop. I think they were shot at. Too, they were. Yes. They were, but they played their rugby league and won. And they won yeah. against all the odds. Great they were story. lucky to get out with their lives. <laughs> See, <laughs> that's a miracle. See, maybe we've got to think further. Mm. Maybe not just here. Well, the development anyway. in Ghana will be uh, overseen by the European Rugby League's Middle East and African Regional Director. That's the E-R-L-M-E and A mm-hmm. <laughs> Redmond Safi, oh, who yes. will administer the monies to ensure that the objectives of the funds are achieved. Good. I'm very grateful, he says, uh, for the generous support <laughs> of the GRLF. This sponsorship will put to be very good use, long-term stability of rugby league in Ghana, and to support the Federation. I'm looking forward to working closely with the GRLF to deliver these outcomes, and I'm happy to pump up the jumping castle. And that's uh, Safi speaking. Uh, correct. That's the organiser, well, you know. That's, the that's what you need. That's, fan- that's, that's fantastic. Fantastic. Now, I've got to say is that... Um, this... What a pity Norths didn't have that sort of spirit. You mean the, the North Sydney Bears? Yeah. Who says they don't have that sort of spirit? Well, where's the team? Yeah, I know, but they've got something like... Um... See, that'd be a miracle if the bear, the bear's running out. That's when I'd start to believe. Whoa. Hey. Now, why in the expansion world mm. weren't the bears considered? I don't know. Because they've have, actually got have to quite... ask bear, the, the bears people. Well, they've got quite a lot of supporters. They've like, got thousands of them. Yeah. Didn't you? You were telling me they had something like <laughs> 750,000 members. I gilded the lily, but oh. I take your point. <laughs> <laughs> Just to make a point. Um, but I, right. Mm, okay. It's really... What, relocate the bears to Warrialda? Now you're starting to talk. 
Yeah, and what have their home ground at North Sydney, <laughs> home matches at North Sydney? No, their, no, 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 they'd have to relocate. Ah, oh, relocate. Yep. Now, uh, if we've got a moment or two, we have to address this issue of people buying things. Mm. Now, the door, as in backdoor Benny Elias, oh, yes. described in this paper as the Tiger's legend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I Benny Elias. Yeah. And wealthy consortium have uh, held secret meetings to discuss buying 50.5% share of West Tigers, and they quote a figure here, which I'm not sure is accurate, 10 million. 10 million? Now, <clears throat> the uh, Murdoch press has been told that uh, the door has completed due diligence. Right. Uh, about the ownership proposal with high-flying Sydney business people who want to remain anonymous. Right. Now, it's understood their door <coughs> has arranged to discuss the plan with West Tigers Power Breakers early next week. Are uh, they looking for anyone to buy them by the club? Well, <laughs> that's the weirdest thing is I don't think they were. Oh. But you see, I'm not sure so the all... Just knock, knock, knock. It's Benny here. I'll get over. Hey, I'm here to buy your club. Oh, What? <laughs> How much? Is that how it works? Yeah, how much do you want to sell it for? Was any but, were, would that, but that would that would that involve the West's Leagues Club as well? I think so. Well, and that's got to be worth more than ten million. But he's only buying a fraction of they take uh, ten million a week through the pokies. Yeah, he's only buying the 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 relationship. Oh, the rugby league club. Yeah, the rugby league club, oh, which is you know busted ass. They don't even have a jumping castle. <laughs> <laughs> now. Can I say that this is – he confirms that it's a work in progress. Obviously, mm -hmm. it's very early days and he doesn't want to comment. Um, does, he, does he have a vision, what he'd call a vision for oh, the He club? does. He has a consortium. What, a lot of success? A lot of success, yeah. Win a lot of matches. Win a lot of matches. Change the culture, Roy. <laughs> Get me the program. Uh, he has no plans to change the club's name, colours or emblem. Phew. West Tigers, uh, obviously, it's a joint venture with the uh, Western Suburbs Magpies. Yeah, yeah. Businessmen want to try and make a, an offer to drag West Tigers from the rut it's described here. Mm. Is that how you see it? I didn't think it had financial problems. I just thought it had on-field problems. Under the club's current ownership. Like, why did they let Benji Marshall go? <laughs> St most stupid decision ever made in the history of rugby league. If you're looking for miracles, <laughs> there's one there. <laughs> Now, under the club's current ownership, the West Magpies own ninety percent of the Bal and Tal of the of the franchise, yeah. and Balmain Tigers controlling ten percent. I mean, what mm. does that make the West Tigers <clears throat> worth? Yeah, wow. I'm don't know that Benny's thought this through. Interest in acquiring. Didn't Benny more... want to buy the Balmain Leagues yeah, Club? Yeah, separate issue. He wanted to buy the property and turn it into a like yeah high rise. High rise. I, I think it was going up thirty thirty-five thousand bloody. Units or something, and uh, going up what poker machines, a kilometre high with all a that, big casino at true. the top. Is that you know this area a bit better than me? Is that <laughs> operational over there on the corner no. of Darling and no, been... no, no, it's impasse, right? Just impasse. Interest in acquiring more than half of the club came after Elias and his consortium discussed the club's flagging on-field <laughs> result, convincing the club's eight-member board to consider private ownership would be challenging. But the mm -hmm. consortium members are known to be wealthy. Now. Wait for it. Brisbane, Melbourne, South Sydney, Gold Coast and New Zealand and Manly are all privately owned. So they can set that in context. Who owns so, Manly? Oh, I don't know. Isn't that got to do with the Penn organisation? Oh, okay. Penn family rejected the lucrative offer. Mm. They valued the Manly club at 18 million. Who'd do that? 18 million. 18 million. Oh, they need help. Mm. They need help. Uh, accounting help. Right. Now, um, apparently the West Tigers at the moment sit last in the competition. He's he's well, so said, they're ripe ripe for a takeover. They are now. He said other business identities around town are interested yeah. who are secret at the moment. 
Why would they want to be secret? Why wouldn't they be proud to put their hand up and say, well, I want to buy the West Tigers with, with Backdoor Benny? I don't know. Why isn't there a photograph of them all, the consortium, you know, sitting around a boardroom looking professional with (laughs) Benny holding court? Right. No, I take your point. Eh? A club two Because it makes you think something scurrilous is going on. Bludging on the blind side is calling for an annual rugby league address to the nation to be delivered at dawn on National Rugby League Day, September the 8th. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. And I mentioned about rugby in New Zealand selling the All Blacks off. Well, having oh, yeah. posted an ugly deficit of $27.1 million, Rugby Australia is going to turn to private equity to big the, lift the game out of the doldrums here. So we've got Rugby Australia Is anyone chairman. interested in buying, well, Australian rugby? Really? Who, who would be interested Twiggy in buying Forrest? the Tars? Do, does Twiggy still own the uh, Western I he, Force? I think he owns the Force, yeah. Who are playing today in the semi-final? They are for the first time. Yeah, and they're wanting a license for about fifty years. I see. They've only been offered one for five. Right. Um, I mean, this is all pandemic problems. He he uh, told reporters he admitted the fact that they had to turn to selling some of their commercial operations. The code had little choice. He admits uh, rugby is genuine prospects of uh, returning to an amateur game after COVID nineteen. The pandemic resulted in a forty five point seven million reduction in revenue. Wow. RA is now willing to make a deal with the – he's described here as the devil. Oh, don't tell Scott Morrison. Oh, no. To try and rebuild the game. Was the, the devil, devil interested now? Well, his door – In the Wallabies? The devil owning the Wallabies? Is that what he's suggesting? Well, don't the Wallabies – that's something that they actually could sell <laughs> off, couldn't they? The Wallabies? Well, because it's a, it's not Rugby Australia as such. No. I mean, it would be hard for, say, Silicon Valley to own Rugby Australia. Yeah, I suppose. I mean, they would could if they... If you they know, were people, interested. If they were interested, if they thought that was a, a bet they could somehow make money on. Yeah. Or, I don't, you know, I don't know how you they, would. You'd have to turn the Wallabies around for oh. that to happen. <laughs> now, is that going to happen? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you think Rugby League in the bush is in trouble. But Rugby, man. It's... Down the toilet, it's, isn't it? it is. And I'm not talking about it, eels playing No, it's, in a, it's, it's, it's totally in the toilet. The yes with, with shock and bloody lighting. <laughs> this is Rugby League. It's Tina, Sticky, Gus, Rabs, and a bludge on the blind side with the probing pivots, Roy Slaven and HG Nilsson. Ah, uh, yes, uh, Roy, there's a an election... Uh, in New South Wales, uh, a by-election in New South Wales. And uh, what's great is that somehow dog racing has become part of this election. Part of the campaign. Part of the campaign or, or a topic what? in the campaign, what? topic discussion. And it concerns the Musselbrook Greyhound Club. Right. It's going to be upgraded to TAB status. It's is it really? Musselbrook? Yeah, it's hard to imagine, isn't Are it? Are they still getting that big mine expanded up there? Is that happening? Uh, Big coal mine? Didn't what happen, as I understand it, they yeah. decided they wouldn't go ahead with the Shenhua mine out in oh, the Liverpool right. Plains, right. but they decided to dig up everywhere else. I think so. Huge, some sort of huge amount. Who's going to buy this coal? Well, the, the other thing is, is, well, I was just thinking of the, when you stand around a muscle book, the amount of noise the trains make is just endless. It's yeah. just train after train after train. I'm not sure where it's all going to, and who's going to buy it is a separate thing. Yeah. Uh, as you know. point out, though, that the hydrogen project requires yeah. coal to make the power. To, <laughs> to make the product, yeah. Yeah, make the hydrogen. Yeah. Anyway, it's going to be upgraded to CRB status, the dog track, in a move expected to boost both the industry and local business. 
And maybe, I'm not sure of what's happening with Musclebrook Rugby League, but this would be a great knock-on effect because you could have the match and then go down to the dogs that night. Mm. The multi-million dollar boost to the club was announced yesterday ahead of the May election. Yeah. Um, the uh, the boss of the uh, National Party and yeah. uh, Deputy Premier John Barillaro right. said the upgrades... Um, part of a $30 million investment in the Greyhound. Good. We've seen in Gunnedah and on the North Coast, and these clubs are upgraded, there is a direct benefit to the community through increased visitation yes. and money spent in local economy. Yep. And and uh, laying laying a few bets. And dog food. And dog food. Peritet said, this is the treasurer, said the uh, funding for the upgrades will improve the spectator experience. Fantastic. Good. And increase animal welfare in the venue. The Hunter is home to a large and passionate group of uh, owners and trainers. Yes. Who have been calling for TAB racing to come to the region. Yes. The government also announced... I didn't realise they didn't have TAB compliancy there. No, neither did I. I now, just assume Musselbrook would be... Teaming. Absolutely. Now, the government has also announced, and I like this bit, a local craft distillery expansion. Good. Now... Good. And, I always uh, like... Like that, dog racing and drinking. And, <laughs> good. Spirits. Spirits. And it'll good be spirits. The, what, what sort of spirit is it, as Well, I'll just come to that right. in a minute. It's the first of 23 projects. It's a slice of the $100 million uh, regional fund. Right. Now, um, well, that makes that's sensible, isn't it, to put your money into grog, grog and dogs. <laughs> There's vision. See? an Australian confused by the terms multi, pick the score, first try scorer or pick the margins, Bludging on the Blind Side provides a free helpline service. Dial 1800 Backdoor Benny and make an appointment for the whole family. Now, this, Roy, this is a rugby league story, a tragic rugby league story mm -hmm. from a little while ago yeah. and I, I haven't been able to deal with it really until today and it concerns Trent Merrin. Oh, Yes. Now... This is the St George. Correct. Player. I think he was a one-club player. I he think was. he decided that he made the announcement uh, before Anzac Day's encounter with the Roosters, revealing that he'd been considering finishing up for 12 months. I mean, imagine that burden. Yeah. Every day going there thinking, this could be my last match. Mm -hmm. uh, I always had it in my mind that the last straw was, uh, was the footy aspect. I couldn't live up to my potential and the team's potential, and then I'm doing no one a favour. Yeah. I'd have to look at it in the face and call it, you can understand the turmoil he's going through. Mm. I'm feeling the game is drifting away from myself. Yeah. And I have to be honest with it. I'll call it before it calls me. I'm very happy and very pleased with my decision. <clears throat> oh, sure, it'll leave a bit, a bit of a hole. But as a chubby kid from St Peter's, I think I've done e everything and excelled at everything I wanted to achieve. I didn't even think I'd get to play one first grade game or even SG ball. <clears throat> now, Merrin said he could no longer keep up with the speed of the game, which has accelerated significantly, uh, you know, obviously due to the controversial news, uh, rule changes. Yeah. I and, and that's something, isn't it? We're losing it We're players losing. we can't afford to lose yes. because of the speed of I the agree. game. I and agree. And because people are doing instinctive things which they, before they had hours to think about. That's right. I mean, that's the thing that I knew in my heart and myself that I just, that was it. I had nothing else in the tank, nothing else to prove, nothing else to give. My salary and position can definitely go to a better place. Isn't that lovely? Yeah. To a better place to younger players coming through, give himself an opportunity as a professional athlete. You have to be true to yourself. And once the game is starting to get away from you. Merrin was the last remaining dr player at the Dragons to have featured in the club's 2010 Grand Final and mm. 2011 World Cup Challenge. Wow. The 31-year-old ret retires after 250 games. Yes. 
It's one of the most selfless things I've seen a player do, this is the coach talking, mm. in that he hasn't asked for more money or more time. He could easily hang around for another 20 weeks and pick up his check and play off the bench, but he realises he's not getting what he needs out of the game to fulfil himself. I mean, imagine that. It, the honesty here is absolutely refreshing. I know. Isn't it? I know. And it is moving. It's almost saintly. Well. Isn't it? That's true. I when mean, you think is... about it. I mean, and that's the odd thing, you know, Trent Merrin, who would have thought? I know. You know, if you. You saw him early on and you thought he was hopeless. I did. You thought, this guy's never going to make it. Yeah, I, I, I said that to you. Mm. I said, Trent Merrin, he's never going to make it. Rule a line through him. But he proved us all wrong, didn't he? He proved us all wrong. I mean, he's not a great player. He's not top shelf. He's, he's not. He, no one's ever going to put the word immortal beside Trent Merrin. No, or they're, not, Tess, they're not. Or Tess Guernsey. Or Tess Guernsey or former kangaroo. No. That's not going to happen. No. He, but he was a good clubman. Yeah. And why shouldn't just a, a very good clubman be eligible for sainthood? Well, could he go on the panel? Well, of course he could. You know, obviously. The ecclesiastical panel. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, somebody... We have to make a start somewhere and, I mean, we We could... do. We do. It's up to the man of feathers to get together to decide how big this panel's going to be yeah. and how we determine what the miracles are. Can you put a time frame on this? You know how immortality is taking forever, say, in, you know, obviously Cam Smith's Well, usually case. it takes... Oh, immortality's about five years. But sainthood can sometimes be hundreds of years, HG. Hundreds of years. Hundreds of years? Yeah. Right, so we could open up the back books of Haspartum yeah. and have a look at some of the... Sure, look at the match reportage yeah. and look for miracles. It is incredible, isn't it? It is. See it like it is. that. But if Trent Merrin's willing to put it, he's the sort of bloke I'd like to see on the and would he ecclesiastical do, he'd, panel. He'd do a lot of the spade work. He'd sort of have a look at... Well, say, he'd sift through the material that's going to come through when you know people text him, you know, I saw a miracle today, Trent. You never believe it, bloody bloody blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and he's and got if, to determine whether it's a genuine miracle or not, and how it is somehow associated or the miracle attributed to backdoor Benny Elias for argument's or sake, or John Hopewati, or John Hopewati. Yeah. Yes. Well, you know, when he comes to see John Hopewati's name there, he has to have an open mind. <laughs> he's of course well, he, he has. Could, sure. He... Well, Trent Merritt will have an open yeah, mind. No, fair enough. I, I, don't I trust that. his honesty. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, he's not. He's, he doesn't come to this with prejudice. He doesn't. He does, not Trent Merrin. <laughs> no. Did he get involved in a biting allegation? Trent Merrin? Yeah. I don't, oh, did he? Bitey Merrin? Bitey Merrin? Was yeah, he? Yeah, no, the listeners will know this. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know that it was proved, but there was some suggestion that he He was a, a mystery biter. Uh, though he's on the nip. Oh, one I, particular don't, point. I don't but, think so. But, you see, sometimes saints, like I've got to think here of St. Augustine, if I've got the right saint, yeah. was a bit of a rat bag. Total rat bag. Until he saw the came light. Came good. A bit like Tommy Rodonicus. Total rat bag. Came good. So maybe. Right. If we can find the miracles, three right. little miracles attributed to Tommy Rodonicus, could be St. Tommy. The Rugby League Players Association, in partnership with the Bank of Volandes, have done a deal with Bitcoin to pay all rugby league salaries Cardano cash. Stay tuned for blockchain updates on bludging on the blind side. Uh, Roy, 
Look, uh, we don't have much time left, but I do want to introduce this topic concerning the uh, fewer international horses are going to be invited to contest the Victorian Spring Carnival. Is this because of COVID, H2? It is, in a way, oh. COVID to the knees uh, in horses. Uh, mm. Under wide-ranging changes to be implemented, yeah. uh, the good news is that Melbourne Cup will retain its current capacity of 24 runners. Now, what this implies is that the big names from overseas won't be able to come, become in the numbers, uh, but the rest of the field will be made up from jokes from Australia, which is a lovely idea, isn't it? That's how it used to be, the Melbourne Cup. It used to be just Australian horses. It is. And then the Raiders came in and I think the jury's out on whether it's improved as a spectacle the Melbourne Cup or not. Well, this is because of Van Dyke, the horse that uh, broke down Oh, yes. In last year's cup and had to be euthanised. Was uh, it shot, H.U.? Was it shot? The, uh, the barriers came out and it was the shot. The screens, yeah. Well, the, I the don't screens wanna... came out and, and it, it was shot. Bang. Yeah. Hmm. Now, uh, among the recommendations rejected by this panel, we'll have to dis- unpack this. They call it destroying time. the animal, don't they? Well, euthanising. They, they destroy it. Yes, I, I think there's... The a, animal I... had to be destroyed. Yes. That's, that's the... Talk. Yes, yes. Um, it's pretty, pretty blunt, isn't it? Well, racing is a cruel business. Well, it's expensive it and cruel. Yeah, that's right. Um, you hit them, they break a leg, you shoot them. It's not a great story, <laughs> is it? When you think about it. No, no, that's right. And even when you establish rules for how many times you can hit them, people yeah. don't. They keep hitting them way they more hit than more that. And boot them up the day. I know. That's the trotting community. Mm. And what a great example that was to young kids who wanted to get involved in the trots. It was, wasn't it? I'm not sure how many kids today listening to this program would be thinking trotting. No. But very, that, very that, few. I forget what it is. Bully's Delight, I think, was the name of the horse. Right. Anyway, among the recommendations rejected included reducing the field to 20. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, and a track rating of uh, good four or softer for the race. So this means that they're trying to avoid rock hard tracks. But that's a bit hard to organise in a spring sometimes in Melbourne, where the <coughs> where can't you water it a lot? Doesn't that soften it? Uh, it does. That's true. Mm. Uh, racing Victoria and the broader racing community yeah. had a duty of uh, care to provide safety for and welfare for every horse. The saddening events of last spring showed us we need to do more. To be done yeah, but to, it doesn't happen that often, does it? Uh, I mean, I, how, how many horses have we shot in the last uh, 12 we've months? Got, we've got a fully, you know, a, a, a shooting program that takes <laughs> care of most of them. Really? And a full-time shooter is yeah. on course all the time. I mean, you can't go... Is there a, is somewhere you can look up? Records, of course, records. records. Yes, records. In fact, it's... If I Google shot horses in Australia this week, what's going to come up? Uh, hard, to, hard to pinpoint it down to, you know, seven a week. All that right. sort of thing. Right. Uh, but you would... No, I'm not suggesting it's a quota. No. <laughs> well, I'm not suggesting that. No, that we have to shoot seven a week to keep the industry alive. You know, but I'm sure there's a bit of fiddling on the side going, you know, I think I'm sick of feeding this bloody thing. It's never going to be quick enough. Let's just say it's got a broken leg. Yeah. I said it's got a broken leg. So what are we going to do? Bam! Yeah. No, Is that no. how it works? <laughs> so <laughs> cops come around, did you shoot your horse? Yeah, it had a broken leg. <laughs> Good on you. <laughs> Otherwise we would have had to have done it. <laughs> Look, it is, it is a sobering insight that you provide so, into the racing industry. industry. Yeah. And, uh, I, I mean, Darren Weir, who trained a uh, Melbourne Cup winner at one point, no stranger to weird things, yeah. you know, to get horses to win. 
Uh, but well, obviously, it's a weirdness we might have to. Well, we're going to explore unpack that next, next week. week, and that'll be front and center on bludging on the blind side <laughs> next week. In the meantime, remember the uh, the podcast is available pretty soon, and uh, where you can relive all the uh, all the joys and all the lows, all the highs and all the lows of the last two hours. And uh, join us. Uh, well, when the, we sign off with the normal plea, join us next week for more bludging on the blind, blind side. Bye now. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.